Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back. It's Pam, and I am sitting here today with Heidi. Hello, hello. And Elisa. Hello. Today's topic of conversation is that wonderful end of the day chaos. You know, you know that end of the day when you get home and everybody's getting home all at the same time and you're trying to get everybody, everybody undressed and people are screaming, some people might be crying. Um, I don't know if that's you or your little ones, but there's usually lots of kind of chaos at the end of the day. So we're coming in today with some great tips to help tame that end of day chaos. Usually somebody's barking orders. Yeah, dinner needs to get ready. Hurry up, we need to get dinner done. We only have, right? Especially when we're just getting back into the work um, field after say a maternity leave or an extended leave. Um, and, or coming back from COVID, that kind of stuff. And then you're like, okay, we have two hours to fit in dinner and bath and homework and this and that and all of that other stuff, right? So yeah. um, it can be really crazy at the end of the day. And that's uh, why we're here with some super fun strategies to kind of put into place. And um, one really, really, really big tip that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, we're also here to let you know why your children are having this challenge at the end of the day as well yeah so what's elisa what are your thoughts there what what's where is this all coming from why is the end of the day that much harder than well we are their safe space first mm -hmm. first off right so uh when they're in class or when they're with um daycare providers they may hold some things back that they wouldn't necessarily hold back with us when yes. once they get home right so so many things can happen in their day-to-day -day when they're in childcare or at school such as you know following specific rules and regulations is one also they might fall down hurt themselves if they're in school they might have um, some altercations with their peers they may have had a hard time focusing or understanding specific work that was given to them. All of these things, you know, even the sharing from being around a lot of children every day, yeah. all day, and then coming home to a quieter area, it's an adjustment that a needs lot to of the, A lot of the stuff too, I find too, especially with my guys is, they're trying to be on their best behavior or they're trying to right they're following rules like you said following rules and they're really trying to stay in line whereas yeah at home they they're pretty they're a little more lax with that like but in school you know, in care they're they're really trying to and it's the same thing if we went to a conference or even our work day right you're like on you're on versus when you come home and you're like Whew, and I'm off. I don't have to think about emails. I don't have to think about work. I don't have to think about this, you know, colleague or this or that, right? It's now we're off. Yeah. yeah. All of those thoughts might come back to them or all of those frustrations that they've been not offloading during the day might just all come to a head at that point when they come home. And all of a sudden they're just 
letting all of that go. Yes. Yeah. Or coming, you know, back home with the idea of like, okay, once I get home, I have a rest, you know, and then mom or dad is like, unload your backpack, put your dishes away. You've got to do this. So what do you have for homework? Right. So it's like, well, can I just come in? take my shoes off and like, I don't know, go to the bathroom. And we're the same way. Bit. We're the same way as a parent. You come home and um, I know sometimes I come home and they're like, so what's for dinner? I'm like, well, you guys have been here. I don't know. You tell me what's for dinner. <laughs> Let me take off my shoes and figure out what's in the fridge and then we'll go from there. Um, yeah. Mom, can I buy this? It's like, uh, hi, how are you? <laughs> it's so true. And that's one of our biggest tips when it comes to this is giving them that time to decompress a little bit after they come home so that you're not, we're not bombarding them with all these things that they have to do. Yes, we absolutely want them to unload their lunch bags and put their things away. Um, you know, we want them to do all those things, their homework, it needs to get done. But perhaps noticing that they need a little bit of time with you one-on-one -on -one, for our younger children, especially yes. that one-on-one -on -one time is so, so important after they've been away for the day with our older children. Sometimes it's a little bit of decompression, reading, playing quietly, um, having you listen to them if they do have some big feelings and just giving them that space to decompress before we're then asking them to put their lunch bags away, do their homework, all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's a lot at the end of the day to, to have to come in and, and it's like starting another day again, right? And, and it's, a, it's hard for me as a parent to do it. Um, so it's going to be hard for our little guys too. So, so allowing them that time to decompress really does make a very big difference. Offering a snack can help as well. Um, we have one, like our biggest, biggest tip is coming, um, but there's little tips that we're going to throw in. So a snack can also help, right? End of day, yes, they may have just eaten at 2.30, but especially our little guys, JK, SK, grade one, grade two, I find uh, they don't have as much time to eat in school as they do at home, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes maybe they're not eating as much or they're not, or they've eaten everything for lunch and then they still didn't have anything for that end of day snack. Um, regardless, my guys always wanted a snack when they came home at the end of the day as well. Even if they just had a snack at 2.30 and they were now home at four o'clock, they needed that little bit of a snack as well. It's also really great because then you don't have to feel like you have to rush to get supper ready because you know they've had a little snack and it's a great way to spend some special time with them, right? Have that little snack together, then you're not ravenous and hungry yes. and then you can be like, okay, let's make some supper here. And you're not like trying to get it going because you're just, like so hungry yourself. Yeah, and that's a really good um, point for being prepared. So especially if you know, you've just transitioned back into school or care, or um, you've just transitioned back into work, even if you haven't, and you just have a very busy end of day, uh, be prepared. So like, you know, give yourself a break when it comes to dinners. Don't, don't put so much pressure that has to be, you know, a five course meal. Um, oatmeal for dinner one night a week is not a big deal. Oatmeal and toast. Here we go. Right. Um, have crock pot. There's tons of crock pot and instant pot cooker meals that you can make um, that are nice and easy. The ready to go meals that are nice and easy. Bring down any of those um, high expectations of five course meals. Right. Yeah. Know that egg salad sandwiches and a salad 
that is okay for dinner one night. Um, if, especially if it means that the end of the day isn't going to be as chaotic, if you can actually enjoy that time at the end of the day, then having those meals, those either easy meals or meals on the go or quick meals, whatever it is, then at least um, you know that you have that, that ready and it's one less thing you have to worry about of, okay, now what am I gonna make for dinner? One of my favorite things with the slow cooker is they have um, like a frozen, so they have like frozen slow cooker meals. So you put out all your ingredients into the, uh, like a Ziploc bag and throw that into the freezer. So then they're, they're, they're ready to go. You take them out the night before, put them in the slow cooker in the morning and you've got a meal at the end of the day. That to me, like, I feel like that is a huge pat on my back. When I come home and dinner is, dinner is ready, I'm like, yes, I've done it. Dinner is ready. It almost feels like you're cheating. I know. <laughs> it really does. Meal planning. Like, yeah, I made dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Meal planning makes such a big difference in your life. I can tell you the weeks where I don't plan what we're having, to, what we're going to eat. And I mean, this doesn't mean that I plan every single meal, but planning as much as I can in, in a week's time and just knowing what I'm going to make. And having that plan helps so much. Yeah. So if you're not a meal planner, I recommend starting with just planning four meals at a time. Because one of those nights, you might just do the easy peasy, yep. you know, Campbell's tomato soup and grilled cheese or the oatmeal um, with some fruit. Or you might order out. There might be leftovers. So just if you can just start by planning four meals, which is nothing, right? Um, the um, rest of it kind of is still four meals that you have to plan. So it's not nothing, Miss <laughs> Heidi. There are people that struggle with these kinds of things. <laughs> no, but I feel like I feel like everyone thinks, oh my God, I have to plan seven meals. If you have to just plan four meals, plan your like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the rest kind of just falls into place. You yes. have more time to think about it. That's yeah. what I've done over the years. That's all I, I find can it's handle. really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Anything more than that? You buy the groceries for something comes up you didn't make it I wasn't feeling good so we just had leftovers we just had itchy band soup with yeah. broccoli or something to make it kind of healthy right and then I'm like oh no these peppers aren't good anymore yeah right so it, it that's my tip for that yeah no I really like that four feet feels uh less overwhelming than seven does um, yeah I, I hate cooking every day of the week, but four days. I shared then, my, my meal plan with you. Have you? I know. I loved yet? it. I've used a couple <laughs> of them, actually. Um, but what's really nice about it, though, for me, can you tell that uh, I don't love cooking? Uh, for me, it's, okay, four days out of my week, I have three healthy meals. Like, I've done three homemade meals. Uh, I'm above average. Like, I'm, I've, I've hit more, <laughs> more days than not. <laughs> For me, that's, that matters and that counts. So, so yeah, like make it easy on yourself. Um, bring down those expectations of, you know, seven gourmet meals a week. Um, and the other thing I want to say too about the meal planning is yes, it is work, but it really is a form of self-care. Getting yourself organized, getting your family organized. It really yes. is ensuring that everybody has something proper to eat it's just the same way as it, you would be ensuring that your family had clean clothes, your little one had, um, you know, was bathed. The meal planning is all part of that is self-care. And so it's not always just, you know, bubble baths and pedicures. Planning for your end of day 
is self-care. It's emotional well-being. Well, it reduces so much stress, honestly. Uh, when I know that I have dinner cooking or I've prepped it in the morning. Like I'm walking around. It's like getting my workout first thing in the morning. I'm like, whoa, got that accomplished. Like I, you feel good that it's that, yeah. Yep. It's on and, and you've got something going. So make it easier on yourself. Try and find those like easier meals when you can. Let go of any guilt that comes with that. Um, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be weeks and weeks where you make mad meals and you're fantastic. And there's going to be weeks where you're like, and we're having soup and sandwiches. And this is just what my life is right now. Scrambled eggs tonight. Perfect. Um, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. So, so try and eliminate any of that extra stress. If that's where a lot of your stress is coming from is that dinner and getting meal on and making sure that we're eating at this exact same time, you know, try and take away some of that, um, stress if you can with some of those little hacks, but our, our biggest topic of conversation um, and our biggest tip is when our little ones, when we come back together at the end of the day, our little ones' cups are empty, right? Are they're not, they haven't been with us all day. So, so they're not feeling that connection. And that above all is going to be your biggest piece at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You come in at the end of the day, we put our bags down, we put our stuff down. We know we have to do our lunch bags and we know we have to empty our school bags but we're going to take 10 or 15 minutes and we're just going to sit and snuggle. We're going to sit and snuggle. We are going to sit and do a puzzle. I'm going to sit and talk to you depending on their ages. Right. Um, maybe they like stories. If, um, if you're still breastfeeding or they still have a, a bottle, that's a nice little way to kind of sit and just kind of reconnect again. It's just, it's that one-on-one time to reconnect and to fill that cup again before you ask them to do anything. It's, filling that cup it's just going to take away so much of that end of day chaos if you just give yourself and your little one that 10-15 minutes to connect I honestly when my guys especially when my guys were younger I can absolutely okay yeah I'll be there in a second I'll be there in a second and, and get dinner going and have a little one underfoot and yelling and screaming at me and make that 20-30 minutes of prep time awful or I can take that oh sorry or I can take that 10-15 minutes spend that time with them. And then now that their cup is full, they're, they're great. They're able to go off and do some coloring. They can go and do some reading. They can go and play. They can go outside, whatever, because they've had that cup filled. Now they can go off and then I can make dinner without somebody essentially screaming at me. Um, yeah, it's so much less stressful. <laughs> yeah, it, it really, really does is. help ground them so that they can move on with other activities in their day. And this, I've used this, I use this with all of my guys. I've used this, especially with my school age guys, the end of like a, a really long day, especially towards the end of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, my younger two, my boys now are seven and eight. Um, but when they were in, especially JK, SK grade one, um, I would pick them up at the end of the day or they would get off the bus and it got to the point where they were asking for it. They were like, okay, can we just have that snuggle time when we come home? Okay, mom, I had a really rough day. I need some snuggle time, right? They were be, they were able to ask for it because they were recognizing how much of a difference that made for them. So, so even if your guys are older, still take that 10, 15 minutes, especially before you get on them for homework and all of that stuff. Homework's one of those things too that I, Rich, Rich was like, as soon as they come home from school, they should be doing their homework. And I'm yeah, like, no. hey, as soon as you come home from work, go back to work. And he's like, well, no, I want to like stretch and, you know, go to the bathroom and have dinner. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah, (laughs) check those emails. (laughs) Yeah, back into work. Let's go. Let's go. So, so think of it that way, right? Is they need that time to decompress. They need that time to connect. 
and then you ask them. So now we've had that time to connect. Now I can go off and start dinner. You can go and do your, your lunch pail and your school bag, and then you can go off and play. Yeah. Now let's talk for a second about, you know, when you have siblings that are coming home together, one of the things that I found (laughs) back in the day when my children were at school, (laughs) I found that the end of the day brought a lot of um, bickering between siblings. They were picking at each other. They were just disagreeing on everything. So knowing that, I had a plan every day when they would come home, right? So I would spend a little bit of time with one, a little bit of time with the other, and then they were able to come together again. So sometimes, you know, they've been apart all day and then all of a sudden they're coming back together again when they're already feeling maxed out on what their, you know, their cup is, is empty. So, um, fill both of their cups and then they were able to really connect with each other again Mm -hmm. so just not you know trying to be mindful that that could be something as well that you might come into so I found it really overwhelming for me at first because now I've got them both back from school and they're just miserable and then they're both just at each other but just separating them for another few minutes so that I could fill both of their cups made a world of difference. And even if I didn't separate them, but I had them both sit with me for a few minutes, right? Like it's not always going to be possible for me to say, okay, Ileana, you go over there and do this because she wants that connection time as well at the same time. So just having them there, together even just sitting with me both of them cuddling for a few minutes and then just talking or whatever and then having them go off and do their things they were a lot more willing to cooperate with each other and play together nicely yeah it's almost like you get a little recharge you know Mm -hmm. absolutely then that's a great way of thinking of it is is you're you're recharging them you're rebooting them you're filling that cup again and and you're gonna find too at the end of the day it's not always gonna be oh you need connection time right it's there so I could tell with AJ AJ would get really like just short and kind of just frustrated right so I was like "Mm -hmm." on my drive home I'd be like okay you really need to have a few minutes of snuggle time so I was like I'm gonna do I'm gonna snuggle with you first type thing right Um, But that was the notes that I was making as I kind of picked them up. But at the end of the day, you're going to see any, all types of behaviors. So your child's going to, can be super hyper and like have all this excess energy. It feels like they can come off the bus or get out of the vehicle angry and, or hangry. So hungry and angry, or just angry, frustrated. Um, It's not always going to be like, okay, yeah, come and and, and let's snuggle. And this is going to be great. Depending on how their day has gone, you're going to see a wide variety of emotions. And, and I would implore you to validate those feelings. Um, Hey buddy, you seem really, you know, you seem upset. You seem off. Why don't we come over? Do you want to have a snuggle? Do you want to, do you want to read a book with me for a few minutes? Do you want to chat with me for a little bit? Um, if your little one isn't of language age yet, um, you're going to, you're still going to see those behaviors. They're still going to come out, but that's where you're like scooping them up and, and really trying to find something that you're like hugging them, giving them great big bear hugs, or you're, you're really trying to take that time to spend with them, regardless if, 
if it's angry or, or emotional or upset or crying or hyper, whatever it is, is it still is means that they need that time to connect, especially true too, if you're seeing a lot of the off track behaviors. So if you're coming home and they're doing great in school and you have no, like no off behavior in schools, you're not hearing anything from the teachers, but then you get home and your little one is, you know, uh, throwing things or hitting siblings or just not listening and all of those behaviors start coming out that again is that connection fill that first thing is fill that cup fill that cup fill that cup before you get into all of the you know um, consequences or anything from there on you want to fill that cup first yeah and we do realize that not every day is a picture perfect you know rainbows and and unicorns day right you what are, are you talking about that's my every day lisa <laughs> every day at the end of the day is rainbows and unicorns i'm just so so you know i have so much energy i feel really rejuvenated at that time of the day I feel super organized and ready to you know tackle dinner and bath time and then bedtimes totally wow. i'm, I'm <laughs> never <sounds> sarcastic <laughs> I'm never dreading the end of the day. No, never. It doesn't feel like a totally second job that you're now like, okay, I finished my day. Now I'm going into my second job. It doesn't feel like that. So all that to say, yes, absolutely. That connection, you are going to see what a big difference that makes. Let's talk about the days where you might not have the mental space to be able to do that. And it's okay. We recognize that it's not always going to be possible. The fact that you are attempting to do it as many days as you can and that you recognize that the days that you're not able to do it might be tougher you know in terms of those behaviors that Pam just mentioned um but yeah just going easy on yourself if there is a day where you're just like I can't even deal with this right now I just need to make dinner say you have a million other things to do after and you just don't feel like you can do that connection time after that's okay you might find that that evening is a little bit rougher than other evenings and you will get through it but just be conscious that that is the reason why your little one is having such a hard time at the end of the day right so you might not be able to do it all the time that's okay but try and do it for the most part so that you can just make those evenings smoother for everyone Hey, you can totally pick something up through the drive-thru, go home and say, guess what? We're going to do picnic and a movie. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Right? Like, take some of that load, that perfectionism parenting off your plate and go, you know what? I had a bad day. My cup is very empty. I'm going to get them fed and get in those snuggles while we're watching, you know, Moana for the 81st time this month. And I'm going to, you know, go on my phone a little bit we're going to snuggle in together we're going to have some pizza and it, that's okay yep that's okay you are so that's so such a great point because we feel guilty when we do things like that right but first of all that's fun for our children oh my goodness they, I, I know so why not right I know I would even yeah. throw in there I would even throw in there I'm going to set up the picnic I'm going to set up the picnic in the living room floor. You guys run up and get into your jammies. Yes. So that pajamas are already done because I've maxed out. I'm at the end of my day, right? So I'm like, if I don't have to now have the bedtime pajama battle, you guys get into your pajamas. Then we're going to be, we'll all meet into the living room and we make it fun. It's just a nice way to be easy on yourself physically and emotionally. And then, you know what, when the movie's over, you can be like, 
that was so much fun. We snuggled. Okay, let's go brush our teeth and read a book because they're already in their pajamas. It's just like that much extra. You can have an early bedtime on days you're not feeling good either. They probably need it just as much as, as you do. There's no, you should not feel selfish for having an early bedtime when everybody is at their end. That's exactly what you need. Get an extra 30 minutes in and you can, you know, read a book or listen to a meditation or have a hot shower, have a hot bath, or just enjoy your favorite beverage in peace and quiet before you go to bed yourself. There's, that's not wrong. That's good. It is. 100%. Um, another thing that I do when it's the end of the day and it's been a long day is, yeah, we're just going to have snuggles where I can close my eyes for five minutes. So like we're snuggling on the couch and they're chatting and, and, and I can have one in either arm and the other one beside me or whatever. Um, Ireland doesn't really care to talk to me at the end of the day, but she's a teenager. So let's talk about teenagers in a bit. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) yeah, like there were days where I was like, let's get comfy guys. Ooh, let's bring out the blanket. And I put my feet up and I'm like, and we're just going to take five or 10 minutes and they've had a busy day too. So for them to sit for five, that five minutes, they'll do that. And then they'll crawl off when they're, when they're good. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take another five minutes. So if you want to climb up and any more snuggle time, I have five more minutes left. <laughs> right. And sometimes that is, is I'm not getting down and I'm, and I'm, I'm not engaging and play with you right now, or I'm not reading stories. Cause I'm going to literally fall asleep if I try and read a page or read a book, but I will sit here and snuggle with you and, and uh, or we'll make it really fun and I'm like hey want to go upstairs and snuggle in, in your bed and that's really exciting right because then you can get under the blanket so like give yourself if you need that make it a fun snuggle time with them yeah, yeah. let's just talk about teenagers for two minutes yeah, absolutely this is my experience so my children are currently at time of recording 17 and 23 and I I tried to do this, you know, check in and time in with them when they came home. And then it started to work till about grade eight. And they just, they just wanted to be alone. They wanted to have their own downtime. They didn't need my support to do that. And it took a couple of years before I actually figured out a pattern. And what they like to do is have their own time, have supper, do the homework. It's right 20 minutes before they need to go to bed, they just open up and want to talk, 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 talk. And for me, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So it's like a real challenge for me to like switch brains and think they're opening up to you now. So you really have to listen. This is is when you're supposed to be listening and engaging in that active listening because you want your teenagers (laughs) to listen, but buddy, it's 10 o'clock and I just, I'm tired. I don't want to listen. I don't want to. And you know what it is with teenagers is I feel like everything we say is like an important life lesson. And and I'm not important life lessening at like 1030 at night. So I'm like, oh, okay, can we talk about this in the morning? But of course, yes. like, I don't want to talk about it in the morning or at the end of the day or any other time. You only want to talk about it, like you said, that 20 minutes, either 20 minutes before bed or like when they should be climbing into bed. I'm like, well, you're not even in your pajamas yet. I <laughs> You should have been in bed like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> 11 yeah. o'clock. What's going I'm on like, here? Mom, I just wanted to tell you that. And then this like bomb drops and you're like, okay, great. So we're talking about sex at 11 o'clock <laughs> at night now. Great. Um, okay. Let's try and be on. Um, but 
Yeah, unfortunately, and I'm even finding with Alexa. So Alexa's in grade six. So so not as much it's ramping up to it. It's starting, right? It's and and Elisa, thankfully, I have Elisa because she guided me through this because I was like, I want her to come home at the end of the day, and because I, I think it was grade eight, I wanted to, like seven and eight, like come home and you know we haven't seen her for the day and be with the family, and she's like. Elisa said, um, yeah, didn't you just want to go home and talk to your friends after school? And I was like, oh, I did <laughs> go upstairs to my room because I finally had a portable phone and I'd be able to talk on my portable phone. So I was like, okay, yeah. but it's true. They do. They come in at the end of the day. Ireland's room is in the basement. She goes right downstairs. Essentially, she does her lunch bag. She goes downstairs and then we see her for dinner. I have homework and then she's down for homework and then yeah life lessons at 9 30 10 o'clock true yeah so our very last little tip is um you know a lot of this stuff can like lisa said can happen towards the end of the day and if we're not feeling like we have uh the capacity to be able to do that um connection time right after um it can weed into bedtimes, right? So it can now cause some bedtime stalling. It can cause some, right? Especially like Heidi and I just said, if they haven't had that chance to get it off their shoulders and our teenagers are coming in later, but if our little ones haven't had that chance at the end of the day um, to connect, they're going to need it somewhere. So that's where it's going to cut, start coming in, cutting into those bedtimes, right? So yeah. we do have a podcast about um, talk time, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 talk before bed. Yes, please. I think or snuggles before bed. I think it is. Yes. yes, please. So, so that's where we talk a lot about that talk time before bed. There's, you know, four great times to connect uh, during the day, first thing in the morning at the end of the day or three times, I guess. Um, and then at bedtime. So if you're not doing that end of the day, see if you can, you know, bring it into your bedtime and see if that makes a difference as well. But know that those two times end of day and then at bedtime, um, if you didn't get that chance, that, that will come into play. And then just keep your response the same at bedtime. Try and stay really consistent. Know that our children thrive on consistency. So try and keep that bedtime consistent with your response, but consider adding in either that snuggle time, talk time, as well as that connection at the end of the day too. Yeah, and another thing that you can do is at meal times, I find that's a great time to ask them questions as well, because we're all sitting together usually, or, you know, some of us are, we try to do family meals at the end of the day, it doesn't always work, but um, asking them those open ended questions and making it like something that you go around the table, this is more for probably not teenagers, I can't see teenagers being down with this, but Some for those younger, for those younger children doing, you know, what was something that, what was a happy part of your day today? And each person that's sitting around the table has the chance to, to answer that. And that kind of helps them process their day a little bit, right? Yes. Um, who did you sit beside at lunch? Instead yeah. of like, what did What'd you do you today, do? right? Yes. Nothing. Nothing. What did you learn today? Nothing, right? I How remember answering that question. Yeah, <laughs> fine. I don't want to talk about it. So if you ask them questions that are, you know, a little bit more intriguing, maybe they will answer you. And we usually just go around and, and talk about all of those feelings that may have happened in our day. So what was something that happened to you today that made you happy? What was something that happened that made you upset or mad or frustrated, you know, and we'll just each one of those we go around the table and ask everybody what was something that made them angry today. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go around and, and we'll each 
talk about that. And my daughter still loves to talk about, you know, yes. what was something that was that made you angry? And that's what she sometimes will do at her talk time. But <laughs> we do that at meals as well. And it's just a great time for them to have little bits of the time before they even go to bed where they're processing a little bit of their day and then of course in that talk time yeah awesome Such an important piece to it okay well i guess that's it we've covered all of those pieces that we wanted to cover um we know that the end of the day is can be very chaotic we know the end of the day can come with a lot of um <laughs> pent-up emotions we can have a lot of offloading we can have a lot of uh, meltdowns that kind of stuff but we really do I uh, truly 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 uh, because I've done this with my children Lisa's done with his, with her children Heidi with her children we know that this makes a difference in how the rest of your evening can play out we know that this can make a difference just in that 20 minutes between getting home and being able to start dinner this can make a huge difference so we would love for you guys to try it try that little bit of connection time and we would love if you guys join us in our group facebook on facebook all things sleep and parenting we'd love if you could come on and let us know how it worked for you guys if it's something that you've started implementing if it's something that you like um and how much your little one likes it because the thing is is as much as it does us good in terms of being able to move on with our evening it does them such a world of good and they truly do love it um so let us know how that goes and we really appreciate that you guys came and listened oh lisa has something to say i was just gonna say if you do have a little one who you know you've done the connection time with them and they are still having a hard time with you making dinner and they're still requiring a lot of your attention, have a plan of something that you can set them up with so that they're kept busy while you are yes. cooking dinner. Yeah. Even if it's something that they're just sitting at the kitchen table doing while you're making dinner, Play-Doh can be a really great thing. Like have a list of things and have them ready in a little making dinner basket yeah, yeah. So that... putting stickers on paper cutting yeah. pictures out of flyers cutting the food out of the flyers like watercolor paint yes <laughs> you have paint to is, paint is, around and yeah. around paint in a ziploc bag and tape it to the high chair tray like whatever it is yeah that's i love that just have some little things that you have ready to go so that you have your connection time and then they're on to that other activity and they can do that quietly while you're making dinner. Yeah, yeah. I used watercolor semi quietly. a lot. Because then I had a chance to come and check in. I'd be like, how's it going? Oh, do you need some fresh water? Okay, let me get you some fresh water. <laughs> Here's a little exactly. cloth in case you spill. Yeah, <laughs> and then exactly, you can talk to them while you're making dinner. And, oh, I see that picture that you're making over there. Look, Why are you using like a lot of black? <laughs> great, great tip. Um, thanks so much, Lisa. Thanks, Heidi, for joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll, you'll hear from us again next week. Sounds good. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.